Well, good morning. How's everyone doing all right? We're doing good. We're enjoying this beautiful day. Yes, yes, we're, we're fired up. You gotta, I've said this before, you got to help me out a little more because with the masks, all I see is the eyes and I can't tell if you're smiling and I can see already that some of the younger folks might not be smiling at church today. Hey, you guys are doing great. We are wrapping up our series on Joshua today. Um, if you have a Bible, and I always encourage you to bring your Bible to church just so you can kind of mark it up and underline some things and then uh, do some further reading and study at home during the week. But we're going to be in Joshua chapter 23 and 24 as we kind of finish up the book of Joshua that we have been looking in and working through for the last couple of months. We started uh, meeting in this building the end of June. That was when we opened up this building, this new facility for us. It's been a great summer. It's been a crazy summer um, for a number of reasons. But what we wanted to do as we started this journey in this facility was kind of look at the story of Joshua and the Israelites as they were entering into the promised land and how God was saying, I brought you through so much. I've got so much more for you. Um, and we really wanted to take some time this summer, study this book of Joshua, find some comparisons between them and our story as a church, and that's what, uh, that's what we've been doing. So we have looked through, essentially the book of Joshua, if you're new to the Bible, um, is basically as the Israelites, you know, in the, uh, before Joshua, the Israelites are slaves in Egypt, and then God delivers them through the Red Sea and the plagues and all that stuff. And they go through the Red Sea and they wander in the wilderness for 40 years. And the book of Joshua is the fulfillment of God's promise to say, you are now in the promised land. They cross the Jordan River into the land that God had for them. They begin to drive out the previous inhabitants, um, conquer some enemies, and God sets them up as his nation and his people. And we are here at the end of the story of Joshua, where God has done so much. But Joshua reminds the Israelites Look at all that God has done, but we're just getting started. This is not the end of the story. Joshua says, God has done so much, but it's just the beginning. And I love that message for us today as we've been in this building, in this new season of ministry for a couple of months. It's been a weird summer with COVID and everything else going on in our world and in our country and in our state. And we have seen God's faithfulness to us as a church. Amen. We've seen God's faithfulness to us as a church, but we're just getting started. We've got more to do. God has more for us. This was not just about getting into a building. This was about seeing God use this facility for his glory and his kingdom in this community. And the message that Joshua had for the Israelites that we're going to look at today is the same for us. And it's this, as we stay faithful to God as a church and as individuals, as we stay faithful to God, we're going to see God do great things. Amen? We're going to see God do great things in this community, in us and through us. So if you have your Bible, Joshua chapter 23 is where we're going to be today. This is the end of Joshua's story. So I'm going to start reading Joshua 23. I'm going to read verse 1 through 5 as we start out today. And so if you have your phones or your Bibles or whatever, just follow along. And it says this. After a long time had passed, and the Lord had given Israel rest from all their enemies around them, Joshua, by then a very old man, summoned all of Israel and their elders and leaders and judges and officials, and he said to them, I am very old. I feel that way too, Joshua, sometimes. I'm very old. You yourselves have seen everything the Lord your God has done to all these nations for your sake. And then I underlined this in my Bible. It was the Lord your God who fought for you. Just a reminder to the Israelites. This wasn't anything that happened because you were all awesome and powerful and savvy, Israel. This was the Lord who fought for you. 
Remember how I have allotted as an inheritance for your tribes all the land and all the nations that remain, the nations I conquered between the Jordan and the Mediterranean Sea in the west. The Lord, your God himself, will push them out for your sake. He will drive them out before you, and you will take possession of their land as the Lord, your God, promised you. As they were encountering enemies in the promised land, and we mentioned this before, Israel had 12 different tribes, and as they conquered the promised land, these tribes would take a different area of the land for themselves. And there was still more work to do, more land to be inhabited. But this was God pointing out through Joshua to the people, look what God has done. Look at what he has done. And he will continue to be faithful as you follow him. This was Joshua's farewell address. He's going to continue. He reminded him, this was not your doing. This was the Lord who fought for you. This was the Lord in his strength who provided. And he will continue to do so. He has been faithful, and he will be faithful. Amen? He has. Everyone say, he has been. And he will be. He has been faithful, and he will be. This is the story of God. This is the story that Joshua is reminding the people. He's been faithful. Look at all he's done. He will continue to be faithful. This is what God does. He is faithful. This is what he does. He has been, and he will be. And then jump ahead to verse 14. And this is my favorite verse in this whole story. It's my favorite verse in all that Joshua is saying. This has been a verse of mine that I've been reading over and over this year. Especially when we go through a difficult season. Whether it's the COVID season in 2020 that just seems to be, you know, kicking our butts, you know, throughout the whole year. How are we going to get through this? might be something that you're walking through as a family, as an individual, something that you are battling or fighting. This verse, I have leaned on this verse, verse 14 of Joshua 23. says this, Joshua continues on. Now I am about to go the way of the earth. That's Joshua saying, I'm about to die because I'm an old man. That's not why it's my favorite verse. Somebody honked outside because they agree. You know with all your heart and soul that not one of all the good promises the Lord your God gave you has failed. Look at that. Not one of all the good promises the Lord your God gave you has failed. Every promise has been fulfilled. Not one has failed. Isn't that good? I love that. Not one has failed. God has been and he will be. He doesn't fail. He doesn't change. Not one of his promises fails. They've all been fulfilled. They will all be continued to be fulfilled. Not one word has failed. Not one word God speaks over your life will fail. Not one promise he gives you to walk with you and provide for you will fail. That's just not who God is. And he doesn't lack power because he is the creator of the universe. And he doesn't lack love and care and concern because he is love for you. Not one will fail. And as we move forward into anything... Whatever comes, we have full assurance that God is with us. Why? Because he has been and he will be, right? He has been and he will be. We're going to take some time at the end of the service. This is our back-to-school Sunday, so we've got some students with us, and then the rest that are in Big Top Kids are going to join us at the end of this service. It is going to be a unique school year. We have some teachers in our church and some teachers joining us today. First service today, we had a number of teachers join us, visiting us today. It's going to be a challenging school year. As we move forward with it, students, you might be feeling anxious. Parents, you might be feeling a little anxious. Some of you are anxious because you're not sure what your students are going to encounter at school. Some of you, like us, are more anxious because you think your students might be home with you more this year, and you are now going to be the teachers. 
Whatever we walk through going into this, we have full assurance that God is with us. This school year, God is with us because he has been and he will be. He has and he will. The basis for trust in any way is witnessing what has happened and just applying that to the future. So this is why going into this football season, we don't have a lot of faith in the Vikings because we have history where we have seen what has happened. That trust has been broken, right? We know this weather that's perfect today is not going to be with us forever because we have experienced what happens in Minnesota in November and December and then for a couple of months after that, right? We know what's coming. What happened in the past is how we build trust, and that works for the good. It's like a snowball effect. As a relationship builds trust, it grows. As a relationship with God builds trust, it grows, it grows. Christy and I have 21 years of trust in a marriage that has just grown stronger and stronger because it's built over that time. Past trust causes us to move into new seasons knowing that that relationship is secure. Past trust in God, seeing how he has been faithful, is what moves us into a new season with full assurance of faith that he will because it is who he is. His past works builds our faith like that snowball rolling down a hill. It just builds strength and momentum because we've seen it in the past and we know he's going to be faithful again in the future. And if you are new to faith, if you're just checking this out or you got dragged to church today or um, somebody's forcing you to be here or you're just checking it out and you don't even know if you believe any of these stories in the Bible, that's okay. We're glad that you're with us and we always say you can belong with us before you believe anything that we believe. And that's okay. But I want to encourage you today. If you're brand new to this, just start a journey of faith. Just open up your heart to God and say, God, I want that relationship of trust to grow. Today, there's going to be a time where we commit to God and give our life to God. We've been singing these songs today. Take everything, Lord. We want to be more like you. That is how we get that relationship of trust going. That is how we build our faith. So if this is brand new to you today, maybe just take that first step saying, God, maybe it's, I, will, I just want to kind of start that journey of trust in that you exist, that you're real. Or maybe it's, God, I want to start that journey of faith knowing that you love me and that you are going to have these promises over my life. But just begin that. Wherever you're at today, take that next step of trust and faith. This is what Joshua is saying is his parting words to the Israelites. Not one of his promises has failed or will ever fail for your life. And that applies to us today. Not one of God's promises will fail for your life. And I love what Joshua does next in chapter 24, the final chapter in the book of Joshua. How are we doing? You with us so far? Are we doing good? All right, good. I can tell you're smiling with your eyes. Verse, uh, chapter 24, Joshua does like a review. This is like a teacher giving the review before the final exam. Joshua has set the table with his idea of God has been faithful and he will be. And then in 24, he kind of gives a recap of all of their history all the moments that God has been faithful. Joshua goes through and says, look at, I remember, remember this happened, and remember what the Lord, of God, Lord God said, and he talks about in verse 3, look, I took your father Abraham, and I made that covenant with him hundreds of years ago, and I led him throughout Canaan. And then in verse 5, he talks about Moses, how he led Moses to go into Egypt to lead the people out of Egypt. And then in verse 6, he says, I brought your people out of Egypt. You came to the Red Sea, and, and God brought you through it. In verse 8, it says, I brought you to the land of the Amorites, the enemies that you encountered in the wilderness, and I defeated them for you. You were victorious through the power of God. And then in verse 11, God is speaking to them. Then you crossed the Jordan River and came to Jericho. 
And you battled enemies, and you were victorious because of God. Verse 13, so I gave you the land that you did not earn, that you did not toil, cities that you did not build, yet you live in them, and you eat from vineyards and olive groves that you did not plant because God was with you. Joshua went through that whole, like the first 13 verses of chapter 24 is just kind of a recap. Look at what God has done. Remember what God has done. He has been faithful. Remember all of these things. And then verse 14 and 15. He kind of culminates all his thoughts into these verses, which we are familiar with some of them here. It says this, Now fear the Lord, or another translation would say, Now worship the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. With all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt. The gods that they encountered in other nations. The idols that other nations were worshipping. Throw them away and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods your ancestors served, those idols beyond the Euphrates, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living now. And I love this verse. But as for me... And my household, we will serve the Lord. Amen? Joshua's calling to a commitment. Choose. You've seen God be faithful. You've seen what he has done. He will continue to be faithful. So choose to serve him with all faithfulness. Choose to follow him. Don't uh, water down your faith by serving these other idols. But choose who you're going to serve. And as for me and my house... We will serve the Lord. Some of you thought that was just a, a phrase on a welcome mat that you see as people go into the house, right? As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. This is where it comes from. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua is calling the people to a commitment. And not based on his leadership or his words. Commitment based on God's faithfulness. Follow him. He reminds them of what God has done. He reminds them that God will continue to do so. And then he calls them. Choose who you're going to serve. Don't waver in your faith. Don't waver in your devotion and your allegiance. Serve God. Honor Him. Serve Him fully and faithfully. This is service to our King. A lot of us see faith in God as just something, well, we like to add a little bit of faith into my life, and my life's pretty good, and then I, I've said it before like this, I sprinkle a little bit of Jesus on top, and it just makes everything better and taste better. You know, this is not what Joshua is saying. This is what we've been worshiping and singing about today. Take everything. This is not just an add-on to my life that I want to lead. This is Jesus. I lay down my life to live for you. Take everything. This is choose who you will serve, who you will follow, who will be Lord of your life. There is, we are always going to face this battle, this kind of conflict in our hearts of the pull away from devotion to God to devotion to the world. The pull away from devotion to God to just kind of dip our toes in the water of the world or have divided allegiance or say, well, God, this is good on Sundays, but during the week I like to provide for myself. I want to live for my own life. I just, I want you to think about in your past, how often has it led to good things when you've said, God, I'm just going to lead this myself. I'm going to do this myself. I'm going to kind of be divided in my loyalties. I want to live for me, and then I'll add a little bit of you in on Sundays. How often has that led to victory and triumph in your life, right? That's not what it leads to. Divided loyalties. We see it throughout Scripture where the Israelites would kind of have divided loyalties between faithful God and the, the lies of the enemy. 
In the New Testament, Jesus says, he talks about different people whose hearts are far from them. They have lip service for the things of God, but their hearts are far from God. In the book of Revelation, it goes through lists of churches and groups of people that talk about you've lost that first love, you've become lukewarm and divided in your faith, and lukewarm belief is something that Jesus says it just gets spewed out of the mouth of God, right? It's just He's calling us to commit and to serve. And it's not based on a, um, an angry God or a God who's, like, demanding you to do more. you got to do more and like me more and show me that you like me more and all these things. This is a faithful God calling you to full devotion because he has been faithful. And he is faithful. And he will continue to be faithful. This is what he calls us into. So, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for this house, we want to serve the Lord. We want to see what God is going to do in this facility and through this facility, in this community, and in the lives of the people that have not yet experienced the love and the power of God. Amen? We will serve the Lord. This is God inviting you into an abundant life where you serve him, and he leads, and he guides, and he proves faithful, and he brings victory, and he heals, and he restores that which is broken. This is what he does. This is what he is calling us into, amen? He has been faithful, and he will be. God is speaking over your life, each of you individually today, and say, I have been faithful, and I will be faithful. This is what God is calling you in, amen? This is what he is calling you into because not one time has he failed. Not one word of a promise over your life has ever failed. Not one time has he said, I'm going to be with you and never leave you and forsake you. And has that promise ever failed? He is unchanging. He is ever faithful. He is eternal. So this year, to see God do something new in this place, this, to see God do something new in your life or in your faith or in your family, to see God do something new in an area of your life that you have struggled to get over, a, a, a chain that has been binding you for so long, to see God do something new in whatever area it is, is going to take a new level of devotion and commitment from you. It's, that's how it always is. God is saying, now let's, let's do, let's, I'm calling you to more full devotion, to a greater trust, to have that snowball of trust, build momentum and strength so that you are willing to fully follow me, to commit to serve the Lord. To see God do those things in your life this year, it's going to take a new deeper level of commitment. This school year, students, you're going into a unique school year. Every commercial on TV now starts with the, in these unique and challenging times, right? That's what we hear all the time, in these, in these unique times, unprecedented times. I'm ready for precedented, right? I'm just, I'm. This school year is going to be unique for you students and teachers. It's going to be unique and challenging and unprecedented in a lot of ways. And there's going to be times where there's anxiety. There's going to be times where you're questioning things. There's going to be times where it's a lot more work. And parents, it's going to be a lot more work with kids at home part of the time and at school. It's just, it's kind of thrown, it's kind of stirred everything up. It's going to be a challenging year. But I believe this year, this school year can be amazing. I believe this school year can be amazing in ways where God is going to do deep things in your faith. Students, if you're going to school this year, look at me for a second. This can be a year where God does great things in your life. Challenging times is where we 
have a moment where we can fully trust God because we have to more because it's a challenging time. And yet that is the time where God comes through in amazing ways that we never thought we would see God come through, right? This school year has potential to be an amazing year for God to speak into your life, to provide for you, and to use you in amazing ways. The light is going to shine bright in the darkness when you go to school, wherever that school is. This can be a year where we trust God and we see that trust in our life grow because he has been faithful and he will be faithful. This school year does not threaten God's faithfulness or his ability to move mightily in his people. Amen? This is a call to commitment as we start a school year to not waver, to not water down our faith, but to dive in, to fully dive into a good, faithful God, to follow him. So today, in a few minutes, what we're going to do, the kids are going to join us, but I'm going to give a couple of instructions. We're going to personalize this, this lesson of Joshua. You all should have gotten this piece of paper. If you don't have one, just stick your hand up. Someone can get you one, and you're going to need a pen. I know this is very not contact-friendly for COVID, but we're, we got a piece of paper for you and a pen. Here's what we're going to do. I want you to personalize this as we look ahead to this school year or whatever new season you are going into as an individual or a family. I want you to, as Joshua did, where he recalled all the ways that God had been faithful in the past, he spoke out to the Israelites, here's what God has done in the past. This is what I want you to write down on this piece of paper, but I want this to be your story. This is not Bible stories. This is how God has been faithful to you. You can go way back to childhood things, or you can go back years and years to where you saw God do something. This might be new to you. This might be outside your comfort zone, and maybe you're thinking, I don't even know what. I would write down, I, I don't even know if I have, a, have this relationship with God, or I've just become a Christian not that long ago. Just look back, and I think God's going to stir your heart and say, look, I was with you in that season, that good season, that tough season. I was with you there. So we're going to write these down, and in a minute, don't start yet, don't get a head start, because the kids are going to come in, and they're going to find you, and it's going to get chaos in here, which is going to be awesome, right? We love chaos and awesome. Um, they're going to, and as a family, you can sit down and you can look through and you can write down how God has been faithful in your story. He has been and he will be. Times where you saw God move and provide and heal and restore so that you can take this and you can look back and you can say, look, not one word has failed of God's promises over my life. Not one word has failed of his plan for my life. So I wrote these in my notes. I haven't transferred it to my paper yet, but I I remember a time where I was getting baptized as a teenager and God spoke to me and spoke a commitment moment over my life of it's time to choose. You can live your parents' faith and I grew up in the church or this can be something where you today can decide to follow me with your life. And it was soon after that that he spoke to my heart and led me to move to North Central University to go study music and move to the United States of America from Canada where all my dreams came true. But I often look back and think, how would my life be different if God hadn't led and spoke in that moment? You know, my marriage and my kids and, you know, all the stuff that God has done since I moved down here. I thanked him for that. I, God, you were guiding and leading. Our son Charlie was born premature. He was very sick. There was a day where he was about five days old where the doctor said, there's nothing more we can do. His lung tissue is just not functioning, and he's not going to make it more than a couple of more days. And we prayed, and God healed our son Charlie. I wrote that down. Look at what God has done. He has been, and he will be faithful. There was difficult ministry seasons for us with other churches that were heartbreaking, different times where people, relationships we had fell apart. Um, we had, in our family, battles with depression with our kids 
God has protected them and provided for them. There was a season of faith, a step of faith, where we stepped out from a job, a great job, and we had no idea how we were going to provide for our family financially, and God provided. Miraculously, I mean, people knocking on our door saying, God just led me to give you this. He has been, and he will be. This church was a dream that God put on our heart so many years ago. This building was a, a dream that God put on our heart, put on Christy's heart first, and eventually he got through to me, and I'm glad he did. Or eventually Christy got through to me. I'm glad she did. All the ups and downs of that, we see it come to fruition now, where God has been faithful, and he will be. This, this building, this church, you here, the... It's all been a culmination of God's faithfulness and Him leading your story. So we're going to take some time and write that down. Amen? So I'm going to pray a quick prayer, and then we're going to have the kids come in. And then a few minutes after that, we're going to take about five minutes and write down our story. Then we're going to do our big back-to-school prayer so we won't forget that as well. So lots still to come in this unprecedented service that we have here at Homestead today. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you. And we're just going to take a minute, and we're going to write down our story of your faithfulness. You have been, and you will be, and we recognize it. We see your goodness, and we thank you today. So, Lord, bring to, bring to our mind, bring to our memory things that you have, things that maybe we've forgotten about that we can look back on today and say, God, you were there. Look at how you moved and provided and healed and restored. Look at what you did. Look at that season that was so difficult, and you walked with us every step of the way. Lord, bring to our minds the ways that you've been faithful and help us to walk with full assurance and trust knowing that you will continue to be faithful. In Jesus' name, amen.